Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan, and to your listeners, and happy new year to you all. Paul, there's a lot to get through on our chat with you this morning. As I said, the comment line is open, but first of all, I do believe you're going to sh- share some news with us in relation to the CPO for the uh, long-awaited campus for the Technological University in the South. Is, is, is there finally some white smoke here? Yes, Alan. Um, first of all, uh, this has been a, a priority of mine and a priority for all of the Aroctus members in uh, County Wexford. And I know this has been very frustrating, but there's a process that has to be gone through uh, but as you are well aware, a site has been uh, identified outside of Wexford Town. Uh, the government has uh, committed funding uh, for the CPO. I've had many meetings with uh, Minister Simon Harris uh, on, on this issue. Uh, and I understand uh, from this morning uh, that uh, this is at a very, the CPO is at a, a very advanced uh, stage uh, and the CPO will be served shortly. And I think that is um, fantastic news, uh, fantastic news for students in, in County Wexford. As you know, uh, Wexford County Council are very uh, committed uh, uh, to this, the CEO, Tom Manwright and uh, the the, yeah. uh, the management up there. And they are working on behalf of um, uh, the Southeast Technological University and the President and the Chairman. So this is really good news uh, that this is imminent, uh, yeah. that the CPO uh, will be served. And I know there has been a lot of toing and froing uh, with government departments, with uh, Wexford County Council and uh, with the Technological University of the Southeast as well. Now, I, I'm going to just try and push you as much as I can to try and get a time frame on it because I was at the last council meeting and it was quite clearly stated it would be the, the latter part of this year before we'll get across the line. Uh, are you saying to me this morning that you believe it could be earlier than, say, September of this year that this will get across the line? Well, well that depends on... Um, uh, the person who owned the owner of the land, if he accepts uh, the offer uh, that has been put on uh, the table, uh, it goes to arbitration. Right? So, like that is uh, that, that is a matter for Wexford County Council, and it's a very sensitive matter as well. And I don't want it's to get delicate, into, uh, yeah. delicate. I don't want to get into that uh, issue. But the most important thing for me and the news right. that I got, and this is following on a meeting from the Rockdust members that we had with senior management of Wexford County Council uh, in December, uh, that we pushed Wexford County Council as much as possible in this. I know they have been working earnestly on this over the last number uh, of, of months, but I'm delighted to hear uh, that this is eminently about to happen, and uh, yeah. it's really good news for the people of County Wexford. So there is, again, not putting words in your mouth, but there is a possibility that it could be earlier than anticipated. Uh, absolutely. Look, I would love for this to be run as smoothly as possible, but um, um, I cannot... Uh, predict what uh, the outcome will be but that is a matter now between uh, the, the owner of the land and uh, Wexford County Council themselves So it's in an advanced but delicate stage Absolutely, at a very advanced stage uh, but at a very delicate stage uh, at, at the same time and I do hope that we can get this over the line and I do believe like, but the most important thing here is happening and that the government has the committed funding uh, in place as well uh, for uh, the site and the following meetings I've had uh, with Minister Simon Harris and other Rockless members uh, as as well, uh, and um, I this is one project uh, that all of the Oireachtas members ha- have worked very closely upon over the last uh, uh, number of years. If that's one project, another project that's raised quite regularly in the council meeting is on today, so it'll be interesting to see, I'm sure both these topics that you and I are discussing initially will be raised today at the council meeting. Um, or I'm only surmising they will, they normally are. 
Trinity Wharf, you have some information and update information on that as well. What's happening? Well, as you know, Alan, uh, the government committed 20 million uh, euros uh, to the Trinity Wharf uh, project. And uh, as you know, that Wexford County Council were waiting on a way leave uh, from Irish Rail. Uh, that is to get a licence to cross onto the site because they are crossing over um, a working railway line, uh, the, the Rosslair to Wexford line. Uh, that has come through. The licence has come through. Uh, and I understand that works uh, and contracts will uh, begin um, uh, shortly, um, very shortly uh, on this site and that will prepare the groundworks and prepare site for uh, additional works. Uh, I think that is fantastic news and you, I do know that when the Oireachtas members had their meeting with Wexford County Council prior to Christmas uh, that the county manager, the county CEO, Tom Enright, uh, said that he has some very um, interested parties in um, uh, yeah. for, committing funding to that. As you know, um, uh, the government has uh, committed, uh, I think it's 18 million uh, euros or 20 million euros uh, to that uh, already. So the diggers so are fantastic. the diggers for Trinity War for when? Uh, well, well, I understand the license has come through and the contract will 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 be signed shortly and work will commence shortly. Within the next few weeks. Within the next few weeks, is my understanding. I think that right. is absolutely fantastic news. And I do understand there were two issues that were raised. Uh, with uh, the county manager and the management team uh, at the Oireachtas briefings that we had prior to Christmas. Yeah, I've got a comment in from a listener. You can uh, you can understand, Paul, for people listening to you, and because we've waited so long for information, continue to wait. And um, this listener says, "Have I got this right? Paul Kyo has come on to tell us something is imminent, not done, not dusted, with no time frame. Is this any different to what we already know? I sense from you that it is different. That to the the it is now advanced, but still quite sensitive. So absolutely, Alan, and this is a very sensitive uh, issue uh, because you're dealing with a landowner, you're dealing with uh, some uh, um, a public agency, Wexford County Council, on behalf of the Technological University in the South East uh, to buy the land. Uh, so, like you know, uh, there's a price has to be fixed and everything like that. The valuations have been done from the County Council side. Uh, they have consulted with uh, with the uh, Technological University. Uh, the government has committed to the funding uh, through Minister Harris's uh, office uh, and uh, the Department of uh, Third Level Education. So I think this is really fantastic news, really good news uh, and I don't want to rain down on top of it or, or put any cold water on top of it. This is moving quite swiftly uh, and I'm delighted uh, to be able to, to inform you of that this morning. Alright, if that is one bit of positive news and what you've said about Trinity Wharf will also be seen as positive because I know the potential within that area when it when it gets, gets going um, is going to be a huge benefit to us. Far from positive is the creaking health service. And we were talking off air, Paul, about uh, Paul Kelly, Dr. Paul Kelly, the consultant in emergency medicine at, uh, at A&E and Wexford General Hospital, and how how worn out he seemed when I spoke to him last week on the programme. I mean, you're very familiar with the creaking health service. What I mean, what's causing the delay in the 96-bed development, recruitment, etc.? You are part of the government policy, and you can expect that you are getting a lot of wrath about this and a lot of anger about this. So what can be done to tackle it? Well, first of all, it's very easy for me to come into your studio this morning and to commend the staff and the management of Wexford General Hospital for the fantastic work they're doing. Uh, that doesn't solve the problem, but I would like to recognise that because my own wife is a nurse and um, out in the community, and I know exactly um, the issues uh, that are uh, out there and listening to Dr Paul Kelly uh, last week on uh, your programme and 
I've known Paul Kelly for many, many years. Um, a very confident, uh, competent man. Um, but like what he was telling you in your program last week was absolutely frightening. Mm. In when he said that a thousand people between Christmas and New Year's is normally a quiet period, or around Christmas is normally a quiet period. But there was a thousand people presented themselves to the A&E department in Wexford General Hospital in that week. That is absolutely frightening for like we're a large county, but we're not one of the largest in 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 in, in the country. But we are going through an absolute flu epidemic, the RSV, the COVID. Yeah. And with this mixture, um, it it has just... But but Paul, if I can just stop you there for a second. What what they will say, and not you individually, but you are part of a government party, they will say, why are we still waiting for the 96 beds? Uh, I mean, as you say, your your wife is a a hard-working member, a frontline worker. Um, I mean, can you put your finger on it? I mean, I'm not blaming you individually, but both, both government parties really have they've fallen asleep at the wheel on this well let me say and I think we missed it I sat, three at, government I, I, I sat at the cabinet table and there has been huge investment into Wexford General Hospital in yeah. the A&E and the maternity and other parts of the hospital as well and uh, the primary care centre in Enniscorthy I think we have fantastic work yes. right across the county going on but uh, I do think that the 96 bedded unit is moving too slowly at the pace that is moving now I know approval to proceed to stage one of the design process has been given by the National Capital and Properties Steering Group and the HSE um, for both the MRI scanner and the 96 uh, bedded um, uh, ward block project, right? Yeah. This is moving way too too slow. I was delighted that when uh, Leo Vratkar was appointing his new cabinet uh, that as with Minister Pascal Dunn, who uh, being um, a Minister of Public Expenditure Reform, he's also responsible for the National de- the Development Plan delivery and reform. And I would hope, and I'm, I'm actually meeting uh, Minister Dunn this week, yeah. to see, like, will he have any form? This is a public project that I believe is moving way too slow. We say it's not a money uh, issue, uh, that it's a contractual, that it's, it's the process that has begun through. Yes, there's a process that has yeah. begun through. But I do believe that we, on, on occasions, we have to expedite some of these projects and just cut the red tape and just get to where we, we, we need so to get you, to. I, I think I'm going to ask you for your priorities for 2023. Can I take it from you that this is one of the main priorities to, to move this quicker? Because, again, referring to Dr. Paul Kelly, on both my recent interviews with him, he has highlighted this as being the key issue. And then the next issue is, how are you going to staff it? Yeah. Well, Alan, I listened this morning uh, to uh, Morning Ireland and uh, ER. Or I are predicting that there is an, an additional four, just four thousand beds needed uh, for right across uh, the country, and this probably includes the ninety-six bedded unit in Wexford General Hospital. Mm-hmm. But the next question that the presenter asked: How are these going to be uh, staffed? There is a shortage of um, uh, almost a thousand consultants uh, right across the island uh, of of Ireland, yeah. uh, and there's a huge shortage of uh, nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know of the pressures that the nurses are under. We heard um, uh, the general secretary of the INMO coming out this week uh, and going to have a consultation process with their, their members. Mm-hmm. This is very worrying. This is a very concerning time for yeah. our health services right across and the board. What's the solution to it, Paul? Because I mean, Neil Hughes was here last week, he's here with me again and he talked about he, his area is not health 
and he may well be listening to me as he's travelling down from Enniscorthy to join me in studio today, but he did mention that we have to go outside the country and get people in. I think some of your Oireachtas colleagues from different parties and individuals also agreed with that. How are we going to recruit? I mean, the signs are outside Wexford General Hospital. I live close by there. Those signs are still up there. They haven't been taken down, and the, the problem hasn't gone away. Well, we hear of the Australian Health Services recruiting in Ireland, uh, and I cannot... F- for the life of me, understand uh, why aren't we earnestly recruiting uh, in other parts of uh, the world? And mm. we should be doing the very same as what um, the Australian health authorities are doing yeah. here. I know a huge amount of nurses, doctors, consultants leave Ireland to go for uh, that experience uh, in, in, a, in another uh, country. Yeah. Uh, I know it's very easy to say we should be paying them more, but we are dealing with a public sector pay. Uh, if one gets a pay increase, well, everybody else wants to get a pay increase. So that's a very thin line there and is a very sensitive one uh, as as well. Mm-hmm. And there is no doubt that um, in other parts of the world, they, uh, if you look at the ratio of patient nurses, yeah. um, we are we are absolutely way above uh, right. the, 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 inter, the world average I'd say, or international average. Uh, that We should be looking at that. Okay. Uh, and we should be looking at other models. But we need to be out recruiting in other parts of the world and earnestly uh, recruiting in other parts of the world. And if there are no who are willing to come to work in Ireland, yeah. well then we should be giving them that opportunity. But what about the nursing staff and the staff that you currently have because it's been made crystal clear to us by people who've contacted this programme that they are really under pressure and some of them are actually looking to escape the whole health service and go into different jobs or go to foreign countries. We, we, we just simply cannot afford to lose these people. How are we going to keep the ones we have? Well, Alan, this is part of the process of, of how do we keep them uh, is looking at recruiting additional staff yeah. uh, and that takes the stress the more nurses you have the less stress there is on, on the nursing staff but there is a huge amount of um, experienced nurses who are absolutely stressed out in our current health uh, services yeah. uh, it's not acceptable but if we had the silver bullet I think we, it would be solved I'm not sure what that is mm. is it pay them more um, is it bringing more staff but there is definitely some um, thinking outside of the box that is okay. needed is required, and it will be very interesting to see what the consultation process uh, will throw up over the next number of, of weeks uh, with the INMO, so I'm very looking forward to that. We have a few more minutes to go and I want to touch on a number of subjects within that time frame. Paul Pio here, outlining his views for 2023. Could you ask uh, Paul for his view on the tornado and folks' mails back in November? Um, could you put it to Paul Pio, please? It seems like uh, everyone has turned a blind eye to it. Is that fair? Is that a fair comment? Well, well Alan, look, this is... Um, the, um, I, I've spoken to a, quite a number of of uh, people uh, that were affected by the tornado in um, in Folks Mills and uh, very shortly followed after by wind damage in, in, in Gorey. Uh, quite a number of these people have insurance. There are a number of families there who I genuinely uh, feel sorry for. Uh, we have a meeting coming up with Minister Simon Coveney who is the new minister in uh, the Department of Jobs and Enterprise who has responsibility for the area um, of, of uh, compensation it was uh, former tarnished uh, Leo Faradkar. He has moved into the Taoiseach's department and uh, there is a crossover and now we 
will have to meet. I only uh, spoke to um, uh, Deputy Brendan Howland uh, and uh, Minister James Brown on uh, this issue in the last number of weeks about uh, organising a meeting with uh, yeah. uh, uh, Minister Coveney as soon as possible. So this again is a priority for you and it's, uh, for that listener who is concerned you're telling me that it's not gone off the agenda. It's not gone off the agenda but okay. Alan, this, this is a very difficult issue because uh, the government can't uh, have to be responsible here um, a lot of people have insurance but there are a number of families there who've been caught um, um, uh, and I genuinely feel sorry for them yeah. but me feeling sorry for them is not going to put money into their pockets but we will try and progress this issue as swiftly and as speedily as possible okay. to get them uh, and uh, to, um, uh, to to give them uh, a, right. a, a definitive answer on of, of what 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 lays ahead. Right, uh, Paul. The bridge at Wilton that was swept away Christmas twenty twenty one has not yet been rebuilt. Pat is in Bree. I know Bree is very close to your heart. Have you a yep. response for Paul uh, for Pat? I should say. Yes, this is ready to go to tender. I, I spoke to Director of Services Eamon Hoare uh, on this uh, back in the um, early, end of November, uh, early December, and uh, we will see action on that. Within, uh, I'd say the next uh, within the next six to eight weeks. The last, and, uh, and yeah. hopefully, it will be uh, it, it'll be, it, it will be built. But having there's a there's a, a, a an issue there in around the location of the bridge and the historical part of the bridge and everything like that as well. Okay. Uh, but I do know that his work will be commencing in that shortly. I didn't have this information when I was speaking to Minister of State James Brown and when I was speaking to Independent Deputy Verona Murphy. I did have it when I was speaking to Labour Party Deputy Brendan Howland and um, Sinn Féin's Johnny Maiden, the Exchequer collected a record 83.1 billion euro a surplus of 5.2 billion euro um, I know we've talked about filling key positions with the 5.2 billion both Brendan Howland and Johnny Maiden outlined what they would like to do with the money what would you like to see done with this 5.2 billion well Alan first of all um, I'm, I'm a big believer in the rainy day fund um, and I think we always have to have uh, some cash put away for uh, the difficult times. Um, and we've seen that during uh, COVID in when the government uh, and when Pascal Dunn had the rainy day fund and what he was able uh, to do with it. But I do believe that there is, uh, we have a creaking health service uh, and I would like to see additional funding being invested uh, in, in, into that. Um, also, if we are to bring our third level colleges back up and to be able to um, turn out um, uh, third level graduates uh, and to be able to go anywhere in the world to stay in Ireland or whatever the opportunity yeah. I think we have to further have a further investment into our third level education here uh, in Ireland and I, um, every third level as chairman of the Oireachtas uh, all party Oireachtas committee on education yeah. uh, and meeting presidents of third level institutions and universities that is one issue that they are absolutely crying out for funding. But I do know and believe that we do have to have a ready day fund. We have to have something put aside uh, for the unexpected uh, issues that may have happened. Uh, we've seen that with COVID. And like a, I, we, I think we are at a very important time in our in our country um, the economy is 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 going well people talk about a, a downturn I hope we don't see that mm. uh, 
but I think we have to be prepared for all eventualities. All right, I, I want to get your predictions or your priorities for 2023, and I, I sense from you already that health is going to be way up there. Housing is another massive interest that we haven't even touched on this morning, but it's a regular uh, discussion point here in South East Radio's morning mix. The bags of excrement thrown at politicians and it, it, the whole area of uh, anti, uh, well, abuse. Yep. Whether it be online or from what, from whatever form, you, you've been very strong on this. Um, is this getting worse or is it getting better? Is the legislation strong enough to tackle it? Well, I do believe that the Gardaí are taking more of an active approach on, on, on this uh, issue and they're more aware of it now than ever before. What happened in Galway last week uh, when um, there was two bags of excrement thrown at a minister and a TD is a new law in Irish politics and a lot of people to the general public have mentioned this to me over uh, the last number of, of days and said it is totally unacceptable. I'm delighted that Angarda Sheikhana are uh, doing an investigation into this issue but this does deter younger people and women especially uh, from uh, going into the fray of Irish uh, politics. I think politics, it's a fantastic uh, job, vocation. Um, you do go in, do your time, do what you can uh, in it and do your best. And I think that's what people want and ask of any uh, TD councillor or, or public representative. But this is definitely a new law uh, in, in, in Irish politics. Finally, your priorities for 2023, what are they? Well, my priorities is definitely the 96-bedded unit um, and the MRI unit in, in, in Wexford General Hospital. I think that's a priority for all of the Iraqis members here in Wexford. But for me, I want to get um, the um, the um, technological, uh, Southeast Technological University site over the line because uh, I do know that the government have some very exciting plans uh, for the campus here in, in, in Wexford. Uh, and also, the flood relief scheme in Inniscorti is one and uh, we have a new tech building um, on the way in Inniscorti um, people and companies will be moving into that over the next uh, number of, of weeks one floor is being kitted out at the moment for a company, I want to have that uh, fully um, full uh, by the end of, of, of this year and I know I work with my colleague in James Brown and Johnny Maiden on that issue and with the councillors in the Inniscorti area uh, because I think this is fantastic news for Inniscorti, it's badly needed and I think it'll give a, a boost uh, to the town as well. South East Radio's Morning Mix Chat, news and your views Alan Corcoran